charismatic guy I've ever met. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, the first question for the interview is, um, if you died tonight, do you think you would go to heaven? And if so, why? <laughs> if I die tonight, yeah. would I go to heaven? And if so, why? Um, I'll go first. Okay. 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 Um, Yes. What's your name, by the way? I'd like to get your, your name. You're videoing as in this is going to be on some. We don't, want, on, we don't like, want an SRB on. If, if you don't want to put it on there, we can. Calvary, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, we won't do it. On, we won't put it on the big screen at Calvary. Okay. It's just going to probably be on my website, logicalbelief.org. Yeah, is that all right? No, I'd rather okay. not. Okay. I won't video. Yeah, I got too yeah. many business contacts. Okay. Okay, then we'll do it without it. Okay. No, and I personally, I mean, we personally have been through a lot of stuff together, so it's. You know no, what we give, the, what yeah. we give back, and what our children right. are. Audio recording is fine. You don't have to give me your yeah. Name. Audio is fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So the first question, yeah, if uh, absolutely, I, yes. I and if so, that, why? Um, just because I fulfill in giving out a hundred percent for myself mm-hmm. to other people mm-hmm. and want it in return, and I feel I get it in return from a large majority of people, so okay. my life is fulfilled, and I'm happy, so I feel okay. that if you give, you get in return, and... So would you say that you're a good person? Absolutely. Okay. What yeah. about you? So you're going to argue with that point, that you can't be a good person <laughs> and get in heaven. Um, well, I, I actually agree with that. I think mm-hmm. you do get in heaven because you're a good person, but I was actually already saved uh-huh. at Calvary Chapel. Um, oh, Calvary, were you? Okay. Yeah, Calvary over in... But... So if you die tonight, you think you would go to heaven? Yes. And do. and you think uh, well, and why? I, well, I think they're probably both reasons. I kind of covered both bases. I'm okay. a good person. Okay. But in addition, I also went up in front of Pastor Bob and got saved. Okay. Okay. Very good. Okay. So you guys, since you guys have been to church, you guys are probably very familiar with the Ten Commandments, right? Yes. Yeah, we are. Familiar. You know the Ten Commandments. So since you're good people, you probably kept them pretty well. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So what about the the ninth commandment? The ninth commandment is thou shalt not lie. So in your whole life, how many lies do you think you've told? Oh, lots. Lots. Okay. I think. So you too, lots. Okay. Probably. Yeah. So what do you call somebody that tells lots of lies? Um, a liar. A liar, liar. But there okay. are lies that are given to, for certain <laughs> reasons, for. Mm-hmm. Um, but to they're still not true. Other people. Right? Yeah, they okay. are not true, but okay. they are oh, to protect others. Tough questions here. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> okay. The eighth commandment is, "Thou shalt not steal." Okay. So in your whole life, irrespective of its value, have you ever taken anything that wasn't your own? No. Never. Never? You never downloaded an illegal MP3 or anything? No. <laughs> no, I've unfortunately had to pay for all the songs that are on the iPod. <laughs> okay. What about you? I think maybe more when I was a kid, like a okay. little kid. But never mm-hmm. anything like shoplifting or anything mm-hmm. that would be, a, maybe from my twin brother, but never anything that's like a okay. serious monetary value. So, so what do you call somebody that steals things? A thief. A thief. Okay. So here's the here's the one here's the one that got me. The seventh commandment is, "Thou shalt not commit adultery." Okay. And uh, Jesus, on the Sermon on the Mount, said that whosoever looks upon someone to lust after them commits adultery in the heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. So have you ever, in your whole life, looked at somebody with lust? No. Never. What about you? Me. Now, just a second. This isn't one of those lies you told me that you say earlier, right? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Not, not even me, because because you I should. Wasn't, I wasn't married when I met you. I was divorced. Oh no, no, but but, but it's not, that's not it's the point. The point is that the point uh, is when you look at somebody with lust that is not your husband or your wife, mm-hmm. that is adultery, according to Jesus Christ. Okay, so have you done that? Well, Other yes. than with me? Yeah, of course, yes. Okay, yes, what about I'll you? Say yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so now the third commandment is, 
Um, thou shalt not. Yeah, we're going to lose the kid. Sure it, thou shalt not get over the curb there. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And that means using God's name as uh, a swear word or a byword. God gave us life. So using his name as a swear word, like OMG or JC or something like that. So in your whole life, have you ever taken God's name in vain? Yes. What about you? Yes. Okay. I think so. So what were your names again? I'm sorry. Melissa. Melissa and And just give your first names, teams. Okay, Melissa and Dean. By your own admission, you're a lying. Three of the four commandments. Yeah, we've only went through four. So a lying uh, thief, a blasphemer, and an adulterer at heart. You're going to face God on Judgment Day. The Bible says in Hebrews 9.27, is appointed unto man once to die, and after that to face the judgment. So if God judges you on the Ten Commandments, do you think he would find you innocent or guilty? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Because okay. if, even if you break mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments and you ask for forgiveness, okay. and, or you've been saved, and or, by our beliefs, you're a good person and you live the Christian values, okay. then you're still saved. You Because he realizes that all people are going to falter and Okay. And not do everything so let me ask you this question. The Bible says that God is a perfect and just judge. Okay, so let's say you're standing in front of a judge here in Sarasota County and you're guilty of a crime. Let's say... Uh, yeah, let's say he committed, it also says that when he judges, if you ask for forgiveness, your, your sins will... It doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. Sure it does. No, it doesn't. Like Give me the verse? Chapter. No, no, it's actually not. See, here, I'll explain. I'll explain. James. No. Like actually, the book, book of James is a really good point. The book of James actually says that... He's, talks, he's talking about faith, and he says, and he says, if some people say that they have faith, but show me your faith by your works. In other words, faith without works is dead. That is the entire point of the book of James. But let's get back to the thing of standing in front of a judge. So you're standing in front of a judge, you're guilty of a crime. And Are you going to be a minister one of these days? I mean, is that a goal? Me, personally? Uh, no. Okay. No, I, I don't you think should. God has called me for that. But So you're standing in front of a, a judge. He does, though. He's doing it right now. You're, you're guilty um, of, um, let's say, murder and, and theft. Okay? Now, would the judge be just did if you, you asked murder? him for, for forgiveness? Murder? No, he's no. using it as an example. Oh, yeah. I'm using it as an example. Okay, not the one of the No, four. I'm not using yeah. one of your four. But okay. the Bible actually says another thing. Uh I'll bring up murder. Jesus said that whoever hates anyone is guilty of murder. So if you've ever hated anyone, you're also guilty of murder. So, um, which what so chapter it, is that? Well, that's actually in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus Sermon talks about it. it's. It, uh, that's Matthew six or five, six and seven. So it's somewhere in there. I think the I'm good. Sermon that on the one's Mount's in good enough for me. Chapter five, I think. So, um, so would the judge be just? If he simply let a person go, a criminal that's standing before him that's guilty, and that knows he's guilty, and the judge knows he's guilty, would the judge be just? And the newspaper wouldn't be read it the next day. If it said, the criminal was let go because he asked the judge for forgiveness, would the judge be considered just if that happened? All right. The ultimate judge or that judge? No, that judge. That judge is regulated by the laws that are exactly. for the state of Florida or whatever. Absolutely. Or the U.S. Absolutely. God's laws, mm-hmm. there's probably one law that's, that supervents, superimposes upon all the other laws. Mm-hmm. And that is, if you accept him and ask for forgiveness, you are forgiven. Okay. Well, we'll actually get to that. That's, that's half correct. <laughs> so, here's the thing. All right. If just asking for forgiveness, the Bible says, is not sufficient for salvation. Okay. Um, a guilty, a guilty criminal, standing before God, if he is guilty of God's, see, the Bible says that God is perfectly just. So he has a much higher moral standard than that judge here in Sarasota County. 
and his standard is absolute perfection in thought, word, and deed. The Bible says that he examines the heart, and every thought, word, and deed is going to be brought into judgment. And so, if God judges us on his law, which he has clearly given to us, even the Ten Commandments themselves, and if we are guilty before him, no amount of pleading before the judgment throne of God is going to see, see, the judgment throne of God is not a court, it's not a court where you're standing in judgment, it's a sentencing. The Bible says, Jesus actually said in Matthew, or in John chapter 3, he said, those who do not believe are already condemned. They are already condemned. There is no court trial, there's no pleading with God. When, if we are the guilty... The goes with those that already believe, but maybe didn't do a good job in their lives. Not necessarily. No, actually not. The, this is what the Bible says about... So let, let us explain actually what, what happened. So if God gave you we, justice... We were going to go get a drink, which may be against what you're talking about. But, okay. So, okay. Go ahead. But okay. Let, let's finish here. We'll get real close. This is actually very serious, right? It is serious, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I like what we're... I like this conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but, um, yeah. but anyway, go ahead and get okay. to your point. Okay, so if you're guilty before God, and he's not going to forgive you simply because you plead for forgiveness in front of the judgment throne of God, is he going to have to send you to hell or, or heaven if he judges you on his Ten Commandments? If he judges no, you on uh, his law, where is he going to have to send you? Well, if it's by his law, or is by the statement that if you He says he will judge us by his law. Him, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it also says, and I don't. I think you should live the life by... The laws of Christ and of the and of the Bible, and if you do, you're going to be a happier person, and mm-hmm. the people around you will be happier. But I don't think it requires the, that, the right? Bible doesn't doesn't talk about God, morality being determined by the happiness of people. It doesn't say that at all. No, the but, Bible says that morality is determined by God. God is the arbitrator of morality. But if you not live by the your life based people. on the rule and law of, of, of God. Bible, of God, you will yeah. live a happier life. Oh, that may be. God may bless you, but he may also choose not to. Jesus actually promised that those who follow him will endure hardships and persecutions. He didn't promise goodness. So, see, that belief is is a result of the prosperity doctrine here in the United States. See, the, the prosperity doctrine doesn't work in the Sudan. The prosperity doctrine doesn't work in India. The prosperity doctrine doesn't work anywhere where Christians are persecuted for their faith. Because if they become a Christian... Are they going to expect a new Lexus? Jesus didn't die on the cross to give Christians Lexuses. He died on the cross to save us guilty sinners from being destined for hell. See, what happened 2,000 years ago is God himself, the judge, became a man. Okay, and What happened on the cross was a legal transaction. It's like this. You guys are guilty of breaking God's law. And the same way, let's say you're in front of a court here in Sarasota County and you're guilty of a crime and the judge says... You're guilty, your fine is $500,000, and if you can't pay it, you're going to jail, okay? Now, do you have $500,000 to pay a fine? No. How about you? No? Okay. So, if you don't have the money to pay the fine, I was going to, if you did, I was going to ask you for some, but, uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> so. I was going to say yes. <laughs> so, what happened on the cross was because like you this. you figured it out to get me out of jail. <laughs> so. It's just like if you're in a court and, you're, and you have a fine of $500,000 and the judge comes down off the bench and he goes, I will pay your fine for you so that you can go free. And it's like this. The judge is still just, right? The penalty was still paid. He didn't, he didn't compromise his justice, correct? Right. Because the penalty for the crime was still paid, but yet you can go free. And that's what happened on the cross. What happened on the cross was a legal transaction. All of us are guilty. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's in Romans. 
and uh, we're all destined for hell. And Jesus came and paid the penalty. Now, this is what the Bible and Jesus himself told us that we must do in order to attain the eternal life that he provided on the cross. He said first that we should repent. Okay, What does the word repent mean to you? Uh, ask for forgiveness. Okay, That's only half of it. The word is, is, is metanoia in the Greek, and then also the Hebrew has an equivalent also, but it means to turn away from sin. It means to make a 180 degree away from it. So in other words, if we're continuing in sin, this is what it says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. It says, how do we know that we know him? Speaking of God, it says, if we keep his commandments. It says, he who says that I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So that is the measure and the standard by which we, we check ourselves. The Bible, Paul tells us to examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith because it's very, very serious. It's, it's like this. So repentance is a 180-degree turn away from sin, and the Bible also tells us to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for our salvation and not in our own good works. See, both of you guys said that you were good people, and this is what Jesus said. Jesus said that there is none good but God. And see, when we stand before God, we're not going to stand there on our own righteousness. Believe me, I've broken all ten of the, of the Ten Commandments. And if I stand before God on my own merit, I know that I'm going to hell. And you know what? I deserve it. I deserve it for breaking the commandments of God. And you know what? I know you guys are in the same situation because the Bible says all are in that situation. So what the Bible asks us to do is to repent, to turn from our sin, put our faith in Jesus Christ for our salvation and not our own good works. It says in Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In other words, uh, earlier you were telling me the reasons why you would make it to heaven. The Bible says no man can boast before God about anything that they do. So, um, so I have a question. Sorry, not to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. I, I, yeah. I appreciate all of what you said. Yeah. Do you have this feeling, uh-huh. just to yourself, um, yeah. that if you're not out here, doing what you're doing, uh-huh. all of the people walking up and down the street are going to hell. So your your uh, mission, in a, in a way, is is to help save all of these people because you, you it's know almost like you're a doctor and if you, you could walk and you could say, you know what, as these people, they all have the influenza virus, but... I have the vaccine, so I can cure all these people. And if I don't stay I can't up cure anybody. hours a day... I can't cure anybody. No, o- but, Only God can. See, right. you know why I'm here? I'll tell you the very short okay. answer why I'm here. Mark but, 16, 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's why I'm here. It's because Jesus commanded us to. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to merit salvation. I'm here because Christ saved me. That's why I'm here. But you feel kind yeah. of a need, though. Because I've often thought that if, if it was... If, mm-hmm. if the conviction was so strong, mm-hmm. I would feel like I, do you would, ever have wonder, be, I would have to be out 24 you, hours a day mm-hmm. trying to save people. Yeah, it's and actually, I wonder about the ministers and the people around, and, and do they feel that? And if they don't feel that, are they really good Christians? Because well, if, the if question, so, the question could even be way. greater is if no one shares their faith at all. Or the, the greater question is, is, are they saved? That is really the question. The person or the other people? No, the person that is unwilling to share his faith with others. Because here's what the Bible says. Jesus said, if you are my disciples, you will have love for one another and you will have love for others, right? Right. Now, am I loving if I am willing to watch my friends and my family go to hell for eternity and I say nothing to them? And if I don't have that love in my heart, then is, is the person saved if they don't have that love? 
And see, let, let me let me finish the thing uh, here. Um, it's Jesus. I don't want to reduce Jesus to the, this this kind of, but this is an example. So let's say you're flying at ten thousand feet, and there's two parachutes sitting on the floor of the plane, and the pilot comes over the intercom and he goes, "Both engines are out. We're headed down." Okay, and you look at those two parachutes and you both go, "I believe in parachutes." I know that a parachute will, can save me from the law of gravity, right? You can believe it. You say, I sincerely believe it. But let's say you jump out of that plane and you don't have that parachute on. Does your belief in that parachute make any difference whatsoever? If you don't have it on? If you don't have it on, does your belief in that parachute, your proclamation of belief in parachutes, does that make any difference at all? No. No, it doesn't. Okay. And it's the same way with Jesus Christ. What do you have to do with the parachute? Put it on. You have to put it on. It's the same way with Jesus Christ. Do not jump into eternity without Jesus Christ. Put on his righteousness and not your own. Put on his goodness and not your own. Or else, the Bible says that everyone has sinned and we're going to stand before God and we're going to be judged based on based on his law. And I say, Go ahead. use that at the very start. You asked, you know, all the questions you said you're getting to a point. Like the point, when we start with, you know, asking, are you a good person? Yeah. The the whole thing is to, at I know he's, I'm here with him a year ago, he done it to me and then I've taken the class, but the the whole point is to see that there's nothing nothing that we do. Yeah. No, none of our it really goodness. Matters. It's 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 it putting our faith in him yeah. and realizing that it's what he has already done that that saves us. So our faith is what saves us, not in our goodness, which a lot of people, you know, will, will, you know, they say, you know, I've done good, which, you know, and it's taught in a lot of places, you know, a lot, of, most well, religions. I, in the book of Isaiah, it says yeah. that our righteousness or goodness to God is even like filthy rags. It's worthless yeah. to him. We so, can't merit our way into heaven. So that's that, that's I don't, the, I don't, no, no, no. I, yeah. and, and having read and having yeah. been in Baptist faith for, for a lot of years, and then also in the Independent with Calvary over yeah. in Fort Lauderdale, you know, and again, it, you know, I kind of went through the same experience, probably the same experience that you went through. I had somebody who drug me to church and drug me to Pastor Bob, and, and I had kind of my awakening. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I, I think you have to live by that, but I think you have to kind of, everything has to kind of flow, and you, you know, you're, the good that you do on the earth well, must matter. The, the, Bi- the Bible says not to deceive ourselves. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9 and 10, it says, don't be deceived. It says, no drunkard, no fornicator, no adulterer, no um, extortioner. Uh, it, go, it goes through a whole list of, of things. We'll inherit the kingdom of God. And so the Bible says that we must repent. See, the, the problem is there's so many people that want to profess a belief in Jesus Christ, but they don't want to repent. And what they're going to do is they're going to be the ones that Jesus said, this is what Jesus said, that um, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this? Didn't I do that in your name? And, and Jesus said, I will tell them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. He says, it will cast into outer darkness where there will be gnashing and weeping. Um, and I don't want that for anybody, and I don't want that of you guys. I just want you guys to really think about this, okay? I mean, are you guys think no, about I think it? No, uh, I have. I, I am glad yeah, you stopped us and we spent this time. listening to you. And One I thing that, that I want another point. You said, you know, what we do good on earth has to count for something. Yeah. You, that's right. Like, if you're saved, 
like your your good things, you, there's reward in heaven. For oh, there is reward good. in heaven for good that, that we that's do. Definitely. The Bible says that. But yeah. it's through the faith. If you don't have your faith in Christ, then you won't be saved. So if you don't make it to heaven, the good things they don't matter. matter. They don't so, matter. So that that's where you know, there's good works. There's we. I mean, we are not good, but we can do good things. I got a question. If you believe and you have faith, mm-hmm. or you 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 um, accept Christ as your mm-hmm. savior, but you don't go to church, you you're not a public figure for for Christ. Mm-hmm. Where does that count? Where does that? Well, I, that in? that sounds to me. This is what it sounds like to me when somebody says that. If somebody says that, it sounds to me like a person is saying, "I'd like to have my cake and eat it too. I'd like to." Um, have but, Jesus but, but Christ more, in my sin at the same time. But more answer that question. That's every... not repentance. Well, yeah, there's yeah. two. There's yeah. two. Yeah. two, yeah. two yeah. Yeah. But, but do the other question. Yeah. If you, if you do accept, but you don't go to church, say you do good things, say, you know, whatever. But let's let's assume that person doesn't necessarily go to church and there's not necessarily a, a public yeah. outpouring. Yeah. Um, what happens to that person? Well, it comes down to people deceive themselves in many ways. There's many people sitting Let's in pews. Say they're honest. Let's just assume they actually I, have a real faith. Well, but they don't. The, the Bible says very clearly in James, you brought up James. It's a very good point. James said that if they have faith, they will have works. I, I like to just, you know, this is an analogy I've used before. I haven't used it in a while, so I'll use it this way. Okay, so let's say you're here in Florida. We have hurricanes happen a lot, right? Okay, so let's say you're sitting here and you hear that God reveals something to you and says that there is going to be a hurricane in one month that is literally going to devastate and completely wipe out the area. You don't spread the word. And and let's say that that you're like, you know what, you even tell others. You tell others that, you know what, there's hurricanes coming, it's going to wipe out the area, and everybody's going to die. And, and they're like, well, what are you doing about it? Uh, I don't know, I'm just chilling at home. And, you know, day comes of the hurricane and people that have heard you say it, they like, look, and you're like, you're still sitting in your house. See, that was a belief without any action. The person could not have actually believed the disaster was going to happen, not truly believed it if there was no action. In the same way, somebody can say that they have faith in Christ and faith and believe in God of the Bible. See, the God of the Bible says that he will bring everything into judgment and he will send those that have sinned against him to hell. So if a person really believes that, that will always produce action if it's a true belief. Uh, a false belief produces non-action. A true belief always produces action. The person who knows that hurricane's coming is going to a week before, he's going to get his family out, he's going to warn as many people, he's going to generate results because he believes it's going to happen, right? The person who doesn't do anything doesn't actually believe it. And God judges the heart. He knows what people actually do. Now, we can only look to see the people's actions. Jesus said, by your fruit, you will know them. That's how we can know them. God specifically knows their heart. But this is what I would tell somebody. If you're not having action in your life, then you know what? You really don't have salvation. You don't have faith that is can produce salvation. That's a good answer. And, and, that's, and that's the truth. I mean, that's the way that the Bible tells us to examine. I even quoted you 1 John 2, verse 3 and 5. How do we know that we know him if we keep his commandments? Uh, J- John is saying there that those who say that they keep his commandments or know God but don't keep his commandments are just simply deceiving themselves. They're simply fooling themselves. Right. And, and so... I, you know, I just really encourage you guys to really, you know, no, I know. I look think at that, it seriously. Um, a lot of my, a lot of my silence, and I'm one of 
unspoken words a lot because a lot of things that I hear and I'm exposed to and people say and do and my circumstances, I, I don't say anything back. I keep quiet, but society and people are cruel. They're nasty. They don't have a belief. They have a negativity. They're nasty. They curse. They scream. They yell. You know, what did Jesus do when people actually nailed him to the cross? What was his response? What was Jesus' response? He was know pleading. Well, he actually said something specifically. What did Jesus say when they nailed him to the cross? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And when I realized that Christ actually hung on the cross for me, nailed to it, and actually said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know, the times that I get upset for the way somebody treats me, you know, I have to repent of that, and I have to go, you know what, Lord? Look at how they treated you. You were perfect. You weren't deserving of that. And yet you said, forgive them. See, this is what the, most of you guys know the Lord's Prayer, right? You know of how course, it goes? Absolutely. It says, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then it says, forgive us, how? As we forgive those who have done things against us. So, so many people kind of just jump over that in the Lord's Prayer, but it's very, it's very serious. We, if, if God, if we truly believe God has forgiven us and all the horrible things that I've done, you know, I, and I can't forgive somebody that does something to me. I, I must forgive them. I, if, I, I have to. Yeah. Um, and I think it's hard because you, you see that and you want that in. Give it for yourself, and you want it in return, but most people are not receptive in that way. They do not give it in return. They're not apologetic. They're not... Um, oh, of course not. They're forgiving. of the world, and, yeah. and, that's, and that's why. But now, here's the thing. A Christian is not morally perfect. He's not going to be, but God, the Bible says, it says in Ezekiel, that he will give them a new heart. He will write his law upon their heart. He will literally change your mind about sin. You know, for me, if I do something wrong, I am literally miserable till I repent. You know, it doesn't mean that I don't do things wrong. Of course I do. But I, I, I cling to, to second or first John chapter two, verse one, when when I do, it says that I have an advocate for when I do sin. I have an advocate standing at the right hand of the Father, pleading and interceding for me. It says in first John one nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That was a promise given to believers. It was not a promise given to unbelievers. And, and so many believers go about, or unbelievers go about their life claiming a belief in Christ, but they're not, and they simply ask God for forgiveness, but yet then remain in their sin. And that's not repentance. That's not a turning away from. God is not fooled by that. In the same way, I use this analogy too, is let's say, for example, um, uh, let's say when I was you know 16 years old, I'd go into my mom's purse, and I, would, I stole $20 out of it. My mom catches me, and uh, I go, oh, Mom, I am really sorry. Can you forgive me? I'll never do it again. She goes, son, I'll forgive you. Next day, I go do it again. She catches me again. And, and I go, oh, Mom, I'm really sorry. Can you forgive me? I'll never do it again. And third day, I do it again. Now, was I ever repentant any of those times? No. No, I wasn't. And that doesn't fool us as humans, right? So how, why, why do we believe that that fools God? So many of us are trying to deceive because you're ourselves. Because by your own selfishness. Exactly. What you want. Yeah. And, and we, want, we deceive ourselves saying, God will forgive me and I don't have to turn from my sin. 
And that's the thing that the Bible tells us that we must do. We must repent. The word repent means to turn from sin. So, hey, it was very good gonna, talking to you guys. Yeah. I'll let you guys go. We do, we do appreciate it. Uh, yeah. We'll be praying for you guys. And, uh, yeah, he's been excellent. <laughs> okay. All right, you guys have a good night. You have a good one. Good night.